right, so technically at some point, Elden Ring will have less than a thousand reviews. You know, <laughs> I don't think that that's really in the spirit of the podcast, if I'm being honest. <sighs> that's fine. I've just watched the trailer like four times, so... Plus, clearly you've never been on Steam when a game was up for pre-order and people were just dropping <laughs> positive No pre-order! Before no it came pre-order. out. No pre-order. I know. No yeah, pre-order. Vehemently opposed to the pre-order. And then no, I think I hit the levels on that, so I'm going to have to tone that down, but I don't care. No pre-order. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens when they release that $250 collector's edition that uh, you can like actually have the sword. And then I go to your house, and I'm like, what, what are you taking off your wall there, Sam? What's supposed to be up there in those hangers? We, like, we do need a mantelpiece. We do need a mantelpiece. I mean, you literally have the Sekiro letter opener sword, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is Under 1000. Uh, we're your hosts, Sam. And Jacob. And today we're looking at Storm Chasers. First up, a little background. Storm Chasers was released in June uh, of 2019, June 28th, uh, and is developed by Little Cloud Games. Uh, it's also in early access, similar to Harat, although we're not going to make a habit of this necessarily. I know we're two for three, but it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Technically, 66% of all uh, under 1,000 episodes are early access, but that will change. Not, not when you're listening to this in 2041 and we're on episode 570. <laughs> uh, that's the dream. Um... Little Cloud also made uh, City Z, which is a VR-focused top-down shooter, uh, which frankly seems uh, ill-conceived. Um, but it's sitting there for like $3.99 and is probably a first foray into into things. So I'm not going to hold it against them. Uh, everybody's first everything is kind of rough. Check out episode one of Under 1000. You know, really quick, They're, before we go on, I got I to gotta say something about City Z. Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Which is that I was looking at videos of City Z. And it seemed kind of dumb to me to have a VR uh, top-down shooter until people were talking about in the comments saying the best way to play the game is to get down on the floor. And they were like, <laughs> get down like, get on your hands and your knees and look like you're playing with toys. And they were like, it's not a top-down shooter. It's a toy-scale shooter, which like I, I guess you're kind of like pretending to be pretending as a child. I don't know. But I mean, that's that's meta. I guess if it loops back around, it's like a new new genre of art, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play like a VR I spy book that was like that. Like just an I spy immersive world. Yeah. All right. Noted. Don't take that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find the developer um, at at Little Cloud Game on Twitter. Um, they seem pretty transparent, although they don't post very often. Uh, the last post on the Steam forums was in February, working on uh, V0.9. Currently, it's at V0.8. As a side note, uh, Little Cloud Games is one person, uh, Manuel Vela, uh, similar to Hrot, which is also one person, uh, which is why we felt better about early access in this case as well. Um, the release also features uh, radar visuals by Sam Kennedy, EAS sounds by Jimmy Chauvet, and music by Philippe Capel and Cedric Lavignon. Yep, so it currently sits uh, with a very positive overall rating on Steam with 885 reviews. And from the Steam page, here is their, their own description of it. Be one of those intrepid storm chasers in this online multiplayer video game. Put some put some thunder and dramatic music behind this. Your goal is to shoot the best twister pictures without dying because of powerful winds and flying debris. Feel the challenge of correctly forecasting and intercepting storms with the optimal vantage points before other players. Nice. You like that acapella foley artwork that I put in there? Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. We cut that yeah, back yeah. in. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, so the game features uh, multiple game modes, single-player missions to learn the basics, which were very useful, online 1v1, 2v2, and 4v4 to play against other storm chasers just to a certain point threshold, um, and then they've got uh, a couple of different game modes, uh, one of which is Feel the Power, which we'll go into a little bit more later, uh, <laughs> but it's not just storm chasing. Uh, the environment has realistic tornadoes with physics uh, and prop destruction, so you will get to see a tornado just tearing through a barn, flinging stuff left and right. Uh, it's got a pretty big detailed map inspired by Tornado Alley landscapes, uh, according to the description, which basically means it's a, it's a lot of wheat and flat land. I'm going to say detailed is is pushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game is made in Unity and... I think there are a lot of Unity default assets used. Um, yes. Uh, there's also changing weather condi- conditions, which are very cool. Uh, and the time of day changes as well, uh, the day-night cycle. I want to say the map is pretty yeah. barren, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but the weather and the things that happen within it are like more fleshed out and more mm-hmm. interesting and more beautiful and like exciting than you expect them to be. Based Absolutely. on the fact that you're yeah, standing especially... in a cornfield turning 360 degrees, can't see anything except for <laughs> one cow sometimes. <laughs> yes. So for the gameplay, uh, they have, they listed, they have complex photograph evaluation algorithm. We'll get into that later as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, distance, focus, visible debris, etc. factored in. Multiple cars equipped with weather radars to spot storm activity. Uh, An image gallery to manage all of your photos and share it on Steam, which actually we'll talk about again is one of the best parts of this game is the community Mm. around it and the photos that people organically capture and share, um, which is awesome. Uh, Editable online FM radio station to listen inside your car and the possibility to see flying cows. All right, so now that we've gotten through the the background and description, let's talk through our experience. Um, So uh, what does an average session of Storm Chasers look like? You, if you're doing free play, you'll hop into a server, um, you'll spawn on the map. There's only one map right now, um, but it's got like three different counties areas that you can go to. And uh, you'll have access to a truck that you can upgrade right off the bat with a pool of cash. Uh, The most obvious upgrades are going to be your radar, which is exactly like the radar you see on the Weather Channel. You know, you can track storm cells and things from your truck. Uh, And then usually we go with the wind gauge, uh, which shows you wind direction. Um, And after that, uh, it's just a matter of kind of waiting until a storm cell develops, waiting for a uh, tornado warning uh, and a little box to pop up on your map to show you where the tornado is, and then chasing it down and trying to get photos of it, um, trying to place your probe nearby and and gather points that way. And then both of those things result in a cash flow that you can use to upgrade and and so on. So that's kind of the the general gameplay of the game. I played it for about 10 minutes and I was sure that this was going to be um, Tornado Pokemon Snap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it works how I imagine a lot of Sims do. People are going to think I'm a noob because I've said this on every episode so far, Um, but I I haven't played very many Sims. Um, But there's this effect of you start the game and you get in the car and you're like, okay, I have this car that's like obviously a, a Unity asset that they bought, and I have these simple menus where I can access a handful of tools and it feels like there's not much to it. But as you start to play, especially when you play through the single player and they're sort of showing you what to expect, uh, you realize that there are more complexities there, right? So there's like all these built-in chat hotkeys so that you can talk to people. There is a lot of 
small ways to interact with things, right? Like like lights in your car and turning your car on and off. And those things don't sound very exciting, but it's just, it almost makes it fun to press buttons on your keyboard and just like see how deep the world goes in terms of like how much you can finick with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the radio stations in your car are a great example of that. I actually got that working. So like I can straight up like I, I have a podcast URL that I can drop in and uh, hit play and, and flip between the episodes and turn the volume up and down. And like, you know, it, it really adds to the immersiveness of this being like a simulation. You know, you're it's simulating you being in your truck, watching the radar, just listen to listening to music or a podcast. And then like when you see a, a tornado pop up on the radar, you're like, oh, it's time to go, you know, and you, you kick the car into gear turn your lights on and you're down the road and there's like the cool weather warning like sound effects that are playing and everything yeah. oh yeah that 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 beeping the the automated voice like it's got all of it you know yeah if you're a fucking nerd about weather at any point in your life if you're like me and like you you had one twister poster you know yeah like i don't think i ever hung it up but like i had it and <laughs> that's what matters yeah. and like then a lot of these little details or just like get the hair on your neck to stand up you know like you get excited you're like this is a subject that you don't expect to be that intense in terms of video games but like you hear the weather warning and like the the sound design and the like we said the effects of the things happening in the world like the rain and the way that your car is damaged that's another great example of the depth of it yep. where like you'll be driving through a storm and then suddenly it'll start to like crack your windshield and eventually shatter it and then you'll take damage from the hail and uh the way that tornadoes will drag your car around or drag you around as you're trying to move in these little ways where like you're trying to get away and you start getting pulled in yeah, or you're trying to get close to the tornado and and you have to sort of, you know, fight against the wind that's pushing your car in every direction. Or maybe you're, you know, you're trying to get close to get some shots with your camera. You go to get back in your car and it's stuck in the mud or you've got a flat tire or something and you've got to deal with that on the fly. And I think that gets to the heart of the experience for this. And we'll go into this a little bit more, but this is a game of systems. It's the game that plops you in the middle of a sandbox with a lot of like really immersive and really like pretty deep systems and then just lets you interact with them. And I think we had some experiences that were a little lackluster um, because uh, maybe, you know, we didn't get that many tornado spawns. We didn't, you know, we weren't able to get there fast enough and they disappeared before we got there. But then there were some where things would line up perfectly and we could create those unique, you know, once in a lifetime, unrepeatable moments. And that's what really makes this game. And I think games that rely on systems in general, pretty cool. Yeah, we were having some conversation about this during our last session playing it together. And something that I think is really going for this game is what we were talking about in terms of games being timeless and kind of holding up. And you look back through games that you've played in your life. And a, a lot of the ones that to me just stay fun and remain the most interesting for the longest period of time are games that give you that system and they're their strong suit is that they hand you all of these things in the world that function and then they step back and they let mm -hmm. you sort of either create or trip your way into those great moments. 
Yeah, uh, so but getting back to Storm Chasers, um, we played a co-op experience together, and I think right away we ran into a couple of quality of life issues. You can't really like be on the same team. Uh, you spawn with your own resources and truck, which you upgrade on your own. And then if you die, which you can die in this game, uh, we discovered that pretty quickly. I think I was the first one to get flung into the air <laughs> by a tornado. Um, you respawn and you have to repurchase your truck, which kind of sucks right off the bat because we found ourselves restarting the server pretty often. It throws a lot of cold water on what is sort of the highlight of the experience when you're standing back with your camera taking photos and then the person that you're playing with gets like sucked up by the tornado and you get to get (laughs) photos of them while they're flying around the air. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's if if the upside to this game is the awesome systems and like the weather simulation, because that's where this is really focused. The downsides and the things where, where this game kind of hurts a little bit are the quality of life things. And I, I totally get that this is one person developing a game and you want to focus on the fun stuff because I mean, that's I mean, that's what created the cool moments for us. Um, but the game could really use a couple of adjustments to maybe be able to control the RNG for the weather, maybe to control the money you get when you that you lose when you die you know so it's not quite as big of a setback give you some control over the sandbox yeah and i was gonna say as someone who doesn't play simulations either that much maybe that's just part of the sim experience is you got to play carefully and you know a setback really should be a big setback and i can respect that if that's the style of the genre and and i'm kind of going to abstain from judging too hard on that because it's not my uh area of expertise yep so if you are an expert on sims uh go ahead and write to us at why make it a career at under1000.com. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you like um, Euro Truck Simulator or any of those games, uh, write to us because I'm really interested to talk about talk to somebody about that. Um, and actually, I think I think that whole this whole conversation is is a smaller part of a larger conversation we had about simulations versus games in general because this game is it it has its foot a little bit in both sides. You get points. But there's no real objective necessarily unless you're playing these the single player missions. You know, if you're in the sandbox, you're just doing whatever you want. And it's still really entertaining. But it also has this feeling of kind of when you go fishing. And uh, our uh, my grandpa used to say, like, they call it fishing, not catching. And in that in that vein, I felt like this game was aptly named Storm Chaser, not Storm Catcher, because sometimes we did play for a while and, you know, a tornado just didn't land or there weren't any good ones, you know, and we just had to pack it in and be like, okay, well, we'll play something else and try again later. Yeah, I mean, this is a great crossover of uh, old Cajun man wisdom. And yeah. uh, you just you transplanted him to Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. And it's it, the game does give you that feeling of we've set aside the whole day to do this one thing. You know, we go out in the morning and, and maybe you don't get much. You go back to the gas station, you refill your car, you pick up a spare tire, you know, and then you and then you, your radio lights up and you're like, oh, uh, you finally we got one and you head back out. You know, it, it really does work. It I think maybe it does work because um, the last time that we played and we got an EF5, the biggest like, Mm. rank the biggest uh we're gonna say it's super saiyan five of tornadoes uh, yes and it was the first time that we got one after we had a run through earlier in the week that was kind of a dud and we spent a lot of time like you said going out getting nothing going back and refilling you know whatever but maybe it does kind of work because you don't get those exciting moments every time yeah and, and that's what i think um Let's back it up a little bit and talk a little bit more nitty-gritty details on the mechanics. So you your radio has gone off. Uh, there's a tornado in your vicinity. You, you know, 
turn the car wheel and slam on the brake and, and flip the car around and, and head towards the tornado at, at top speed. Your next objective is going to be to get out of the car at some distance and try to snap some photos of it. Um, that's like your main bread and butter way to get points in the game. And uh, earlier in the description, the they mentioned um, photo simulation with like an algorithm for focus and things like that. And I thought it was pretty good. What do you think? <laughs> um, I think that there are some parts of it that are predictable. I think that there are some parts of it that are like maybe not completely done being programmed <laughs> as you're playing. There's like kind of some random closed captioning that pops up that like <laughs> insinuate is like your character saying something like, oh man, we better get out of here. Or yeah. it's like um, suggestions guiding you on what you should do, right? And yeah. uh, when you're taking photos, every time I took a photo... I would be told that I should focus it better. Um, yeah. And I found the buttons to focus it, but it doesn't. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to put on my angry uh, tilted gamer pants right now and say that it straight up does not work. Yeah, I'm going to say the manual focus is rough. The autofocus I didn't have a whole lot of problems with. And I actually like the um, the guidance that they give you because it was like, it, it kind of helped me do a checklist where I was like, okay, I'll leave the autofocus on. And if that's fine, then it would give you things like, you know, I might get a clearer photo if I use a different focal distance or I should try to catch more debris. And those were, those were helpful. But yeah, it is frustrating to see like, maybe I should focus on the tornado and just be fiddling with the settings and they don't seem to be doing anything. Because visually, there's not a huge correlation at least as far as the focus tool goes right um but the other ones are interesting and like i said this this is where it kind of is you know tornado pokemon snap but it's exciting mm -hmm. when you get a good photo and like i said before um one of the coolest things is the gallery system that it creates where you can share the photos that you've taken on steam and the developer has taken this to another level that I think is really awesome and really in the spirit of having a game that's an alpha and having an indie game and that uh, the developers taken really sick photos that people have taken within the game and will put them in the game as like loading screens. So you'll be yeah, waiting for awesome. the game to load in and there will just be an amazing photo that someone took and it'll have their credit there on, on the bottom of the screen and everything. I mean, it, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And like the cool thing too about the game at this point is that the game has leaderboards, but the leaderboards are like kind of achievable like there are obviously a couple names that you'll see that are at the top of every list and they've got insane scores but like i mean it's pretty cool because uh some people are obviously really committed to this game but like you know if i tried for a little while i could probably get up on one of those leaderboards because it's still an alpha and it's kind of a niche game you know so that's really exciting and the fact that like you could get your photo featured as a loading screen is really exciting if you took a good enough photo and it also adds to this experience or this this impression that like everybody has a unique experience with the game. And sometimes if you're in the right place at the right time and you got your camera ready, you can see something really cool. And I think with our last play session when we got to see an EF5 tornado, that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next, I would say, is if the camera is the easy, low-risk way to get points, the high-risk <laughs> way to up the stakes and get more points is the probe. Yes, yeah, so you purchase the probes, and they're a little bit more expensive. And the goal with the probe is to try and use the radar and the wind direction to predict where the tornado is going to move, <laughs> and then to get in front of it <laughs> and take the probe out and set it up. So this is one of those things that creates those cool tense moments because you have to put yourself in danger 
And it's this yep. game of like, if you're far away, then you have a way less chance of the tornado not turning before it gets to you. But if you're close, then you risk death. So you have to try to like drive and like look over your window in the truck while you're driving choose a distance where you're faithful that you're not going to die but that it'll run into your probe and then you have to get out take the probe out and then spin the time setting the probe up while that tornado is coming towards you but yeah and in the meantime your truck might get stuck in the mud or you know the tornado might change direction or pick up speed or something so there's like it, it does create those huge moments of right. tension but then the point payoff is massive because usually you get you know yeah. between 15 and 30 points for a photo whereas if you nail the probe exactly in the way of the tornado, you can get over 200 in one go. Yeah, and then um, obviously you can use that to purchase more probes, more um, battery for your camera, uh, faster speeds to upload your photos. You hit the ceiling of what you can upgrade pretty quickly, but obviously, I mean, this is uh, an early access game, so that's kind of to be expected. Um, But even then, like once you've got all the upgrades, it's kind of exciting because you're like, okay, now I've got it down to a system, and now it's just a matter of waiting and like trying to find that great spot. And I mean, it can be frustrating waiting for a storm cell to form and then waiting for a tornado. And maybe it's out in the middle of nowhere and it's not terribly exciting. But we did see a couple like rip through a barn and like fling things all over the place and, you know, tear down some houses and stuff like that. And that's the really exciting part too, because you want to get close, get those shots. But like you said, you know, you're in danger if you get if you get too close to it. All right. Um, so <laughs> another mode that you could play in the game is the versus experience called Feel the Power. (laughs) Uh, And this is if you're us and you're just playing with two people where one person plays as the storm chaser and the other person plays as the tornado, (laughs) which was... Or as I like to think of it, the storm chaser chaser. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so uh, this is like a joke we made when we bought the game. Uh, And then lo and behold, boot it up and it's actually there. Uh, It's really simplistic. Um, you basically are going to just people on the ground are doing the same thing that they're doing in any other game mode. Uh, whereas the creator, the, the wind God, if you will, the storm chaser chaser, (laughs) uh, is creating tornadoes. And from what I can tell, trying to rack up combos of destroying stuff. Yeah. I I got the impression that that's the, the main objective in order to get your tornado to get bigger and bigger. That's actually kind of a cool mechanic in Versus because it like pushes you to create the tornado in like populated areas where there's like a lot of buildings. But then the people on the ground can get way better photos of the flying debris and stuff, right? Yeah, because debris is actually one of the factors for your photos that you get points on. So, I mean, if you create a, an EF3 tornado in the middle, it's F, isn't it? Like EF, F, F5. What have we been saying? EF. Or at least I have been saying EF. It's EF. It's EF? Yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to cut this out. Or should I okay, leave it? Okay, well, no, you should leave it in because now I, I got some knowledge to drop on you. Okay. It looks like EF is the enhanced Fujita scale. Mm-hmm. But there's also F, which I would just assume is the regular Fujita scale. <laughs> if, you can, if you can't afford... The, the the color swatch <laughs> yeah yeah gotcha <laughs> gotcha okay for the ef5 yeah, yeah yeah so you don't want to spawn an ef3 tornado in the middle of a factory because then you'll give the like you said you'll give the storm chasers a, a huge amount of points for capturing all that on film so yeah it is this interesting poll where you've got two very different gameplays but with kind of like objectives that will give each other points 
And that's interesting, right? Like, that's an interesting form of asymmetric gameplay. It is. And this is definitely a a part of the game that is very unfinished. But it's also exciting to see because it's something that could develop and, and have a lot of promise. Yeah, and I think it's it's also very much in the spirit of why we chose this game in general. We have played probably what is the closest comparison to this game, which is Phasmophobia. It's kind of difficult not to compare it to Phasmophobia, um, although I will say that Phasmophobia was released uh, a year after Storm Chasers and is really only like a few patches ahead, I would say, maturity-wise, in that uh, we were really excited about Phasmophobia because it was something new, and I think we felt the same way about this game. Um, It's really obvious that this game has like a pretty enthusiastic community, and I get the impression from some of the reviews that these are people who really like weather in general you know <laughs> yeah. and really are are they're passionate about a storm chasing simulator game specifically and that's what really drew us in i mean at first i looked at the trailer and i was like what is this but as i played it more i think it's really exciting to have something like this out there you know it's really unique and it's a it's a new idea for a game and i really want to commend the developer for that okay so for the wish list for this game like we've said it's unfinished and we have a few things that we think the developer could take and move forward with that would make the game better to live with and more exciting. Yeah. Okay, so this is the part where you can just cut in what you had said already. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, my, <laughs> I'm going to cut that whole my, thing and put it in there with the, this is the part where you cut it in. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to leave that all in. <laughs> leave that how it is. Yeah, yeah, leave that Actually, that does touch on one one thing on my wish list for real, which is it would be nice if you, when you were playing with other players, things were a little bit more integrated. So like if they hopped in your truck, they could see your radar. Right now, as it stands, I can see the radar in my truck if I purchased it. But if you hop in my passenger seat, it's just still a blank screen um, for you. Uh, so just a little bit more like crossover as far as like being able to interact with other people's stuff would be, I think, a, a huge improvement. Okay, so my... My true wish list request, my number one wish list request is that I feel like this game would be mega fun if they had like a variety of vehicles and focus like a little bit on making that kind of a more fun part of it because the physics are already pretty good. Um, but driving the truck through the cornfields and stuff is like kind of a slog when you're not near the tornadoes. And I get that there is value to having the cars be kind of clunky and that it adds tension. It's like running slow in Resident Evil, right? Um, but, I mean, it'd be kind of sick if you could have like a dune buggy, you know? Or like it'd be really sick if you could save up and get like a helicopter, you know? And then you have a chance to like get insanely close and get crazy photos from above or you know i I don't know maybe tornado people aren't using a helicopter no but yeah i think i think that's i think that's a natural progression and i noticed that um when i was doing the customization which you can customize your character's clothing a little bit you can customize like your your truck's color and stuff and there are actually other vehicles i just don't know how differently they handle and we didn't have the time you know in just the small amount of time we're playing this and reviewing it to to grind to unlock those new vehicles so i want to say that those are there although i can't speak to how different they are from the truck experience okay so let's move on to hear what the steam community thinks so as usual we'll pick out a couple reviews i'll start with one that i picked out from a steam user fbi who recommended the game 4.8 hours on record and he described it saying ef5 out of very five. clever nice Thanks, fbi um yeah. so my first one is from 
Twister, uh, without the E, so T-W-I-S-T-R, 360, uh, and they said Oklahoma Simulator 2020, which uh, is an apt comparison. <laughs> so another uh, review that I would like to point out, and, I, you know, here's, here's the thing. The review says, going through the air in Tornado as you are screaming is always fun for family <laughs> and friends. That's, that, that's a good review from Vinja22, but what I want to point out about Vinja22 <laughs> is that he has the lowest product count I've ever seen on Steam. <laughs> he has three products in it. Really? Um, which to me says that he m- may have created his Steam account to play. Well, there you go. Yeah, good for <laughs> so, you, you know? Yeah, yes. Yeah, 33% chance. So for that, Benja, I applaud you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next one is very similar to experiences we both had, which is from The Architect. I managed to survive being thrown over one kilometer away from an EF5 and land intact on the wheels without a scratch, only to flip my car and die to a chair on the road. 10 out of 10 would play again. <laughs> oh, man. Early access. Yeah, uh, remember when I found the plant that lets you jump 20 feet in the air? Yeah, jumping plant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was an, o- an Oklahoma jumping plant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um Okay, uh, I have yet another review that um, that the context is maybe more interesting than the content of it. Um, user Poison, who I will note has four products in his account, <laughs> <laughs> reviewed uh, Storm Chasers positively, saying, This was a great game, and it's even better once you get your first tornado. Nice. Now, when I was passing through the reviews, this seemed like a normal one, but then <laughs> okay. I realized... What was he doing before he got his first tornado? <laughs> I think just I think just driving around enjoying the beautiful picturesque scenery of Oklahoma built in Unity assets. <laughs> he was just like literally taking photos of like the the, the cornfield countryside. <laughs> and he met one of the and, like, cows and they became friends. <sighs> He's happier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, now I picked this review because I think it is so pure in a way and you'll see what i mean once i read it from crazy geno 77 i like this game for the main resin twisters i don't care how much bugs there are i just like it and you can't stop me (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's i i like that because it's just you know what the people who like this game are gonna like it it's for people who are into weather people who are into you know simulations and i respect the fact that people are planting their feet and being like you know what this is what I like, and I'm supporting it. Yeah, you know he just like, crushed his phone in his palm by accident <laughs> when he saw the first trailer for this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been waiting his whole life for this. Um, which, you know what? More power to him. Storm Chases is a great game. We've had a lot of fun playing with it. Um, I would say if you like storms, if you like storm chasing, if you like simulators of any type, uh, and if you like just some old school alpha game jank just just stuff is broken but it's just charming and it's niche and it's a vision then i would say give it a look now and support the devs continuing work um and if you're not ready for the alpha jank uh wishlist it keep an eye on how it develops and as it grows become part of the community and, and definitely check it out i just like it and you can't stop me <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> until you join I'm going to play it and you can't stop me. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Under 1000. Uh, if you like what you heard, um, give us a subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at, at wonder, under 1kpod. Uh, that's at under the number 1kpod. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go chase some storms. <laughs>